In this episode of the Team Superdad podcast, Raymond Holt and I talk managing your personal cash flow, how money affects your relationship, and why Starbucks could bankrupt you. Roll theme. Welcome to Team Superdad. Real dads creating their best lives ever. More time, more money, more fun. You are not alone. You're on Team Superdad. Hey, it's Johnny. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. Team Superdad, friends, family, members all around the world. It's great to have you here on another, yes, another Team Superdad Live. As you know, we are always bringing on people, experts, coaches, guests to speak about the F5. And that is focus, fitness, finance, family and fun. These are the core tenets of being a Superdad. Not that you've got to be something extra special, better than everyone else. This is about the skills and abilities, your values, your love, your laughter inside of you and the busy lives that dads lead. Here we are today on International Men's Day. So I'm really excited to be doing something positive and constructive for for all men, for all families. And and of course, uh, Team Superdad members all around the world, as we like to say. And this subject has been something, a bit of a personal challenge for me. I remember uh, my mates at uni took the piss out of me <laughs> one day because <laughs> I said, I met, I wangled having like multiple bank accounts, student student overdrafts and all of them. And I remember one day saying, um, I said, I'm, and they always took the piss out of me because they're all scousers and northerners. And I went, I'm up to me limit and all my bloody accounts. And and that became the phrase for when you had when you had no money left, right? I'm up to the limit in all my bloody accounts, which basically meant I'd maxed out all the overdrafts on all my accounts. And uh, so clearly that was a day for for other people buying me beers. And now 46, so that's some kind of 25 years later, I'm just getting at the hang of mastering my finances. Um, part of the tiers of freedom community, and also on LinkedIn talking about Team Superdad. Um, sharing the word, inviting coaches and experts to come inside of the Hero Academy and be coaches, provide modules and be coaches for for you guys. Well, that's how I met Raymond. And uh, in just a second, I'm going to bring Raymond on. He'll tell us all about what he does as a business coach and financial advisor, meshing those two skills together to um, to work with men, to give them a real values-based approach to their family and their work and guess what? Creating the life of their dreams, which is exactly what we say at Team Superdad as well. So enjoy this. Without further ado, let's bring Raymond in. Raymond. Hi, Johnny. How are you doing, sir? All right. How are you? Good. I'm really good. Really, really good. It's International Men's Day, so we're hanging out. Two men. Wow. <laughs> it's like, when you mentioned it, I was like, is it really? Crikey. Yeah. Yeah, you got to, you got to shave your head, by the way, on International Wednesday. Yeah, well, there isn't much there anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> We're both on that one uh, involuntarily. Involuntarily, yeah, that's the word. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, it's also Movember. Have you ever done Movember? No, because being fairly light-haired to actually try and do it is really, really painful. <laughs> you would be like week three and people would go, when are you starting, Raymond? Are you- <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, I grew I grew one once, and I got called out on this the other day by by a friend of mine and another awesome dad called Nick Barr. And he's sat there with this stupid Mexican thing hanging down his face. Not that Mexican, if you're Mexican and you're watching, watching this, no offense intended, but obviously for us, West, other, you know, European, we're watching that and going like spaghetti Western mustache, you know, but uh, he goes, it's for charity. You know, like what, just, let's just grow it again. And I said, I can't, I can't. <laughs> it was so horrible. You can't stop touching it. <laughs> You'll never know this thing, right? Horrible. I just, I could, I could wax lyrical about the downsides of having a moustache for ages. Uh, it flows over as well into seeing people with beards because you know half the world's got a beard these days, right? Is it really? Yeah. Everywhere you go, people seem to have a beard. Yeah. I just think they look ridiculous. <laughs> I just, I got friends who got like, these big bushy things and I'm just like, what are you doing? You look awful. <laughs> anyway. We're not here to talk about facial hair. We're here to talk about money. <laughs> so how long have you been in the money business frame? Well, introduce us to yourself. Tell, tell us about your business. Tell us about, you know, your coaching practice. And I'll start, I'll dig into some, some, some questions for you. Yeah, well, uh, my business, Agnentis Partners, I've been doing for about five and a half years now. But I've been a finance director or involved with money for 25 years or so, uh, primarily up until uh, when I started my own business in industry, managing money of lots of businesses, but with lots of interaction with senior individuals around their personal finances and how what they were earning and or not earning and how that was impacting on them uh, professionally as well as personally. So I came out and started my own business say, just over five years ago um, to look to work with business owners about connecting family and business together primarily through understanding their finances and understanding the connectivity between the two with the, but more and more so to create sustainability. And as you talked about in terms of living the life that people really want, I think that money tends to be, if not the first, it's certainly one of the top two or three issues and real energy sappers for uh, prevention of that, of that kind of life that people want to lead. Yeah. And totally, it's you know, it's it's not that money's. It was Jim Rohn says, money's not everything, but it's right up there with breathing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Without it, it's a real. Without it, life. Without it, life's really hard, and you need it. Yeah, and it's just, and it does make everything easier. You know, um, um, relationships. That you know, yes. if, if if you're in a if you're in a loving relationship, and then you hit financial hardship. Um, the stress and strain, you start tapping into each other's values that perhaps you didn't know existed before, uh, resilience, despair, flipping blame. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just like <laughs> back in, back in the room type thing. But it's, it's important to have, you know, these, these perspectives. I, I say inside of team super dad, I'm, I'm not the expert in all these areas. I, I've, I've experienced some of them. I'm on this journey, yep. journey with you, but I think particularly on this International Men's Day, it's 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 important to make everyone clear that this is a this is a shared experience. This is not a unique problem. Yes, yes, it isn't. And, and that's what taps into into or starts to drain people's mental health a lot as well. Is I'm the only one. I can't tell anyone. Yeah, and those kind of things. So being part of a community as well. Again, the Hero Academy and Team Super Dad. It's just to be able to have a safe space to to say. What's 
what's going on. And um, if anyone's watching, we have the bi-weekly dad call, which is a free or listening as well on the podcast is a free, uh, free session on Monday nights, 8 PM UK time, 2 PM Eastern time. And uh, any dad can come on there and, and, and we can have, we have, we have a laugh, uh, but we also share problems as well when they, when they come up. So okay. what, what, uh, I'm trying to, we're going to try and piece this together a bit differently to, to some of the podcast episodes that people will be familiar with. Um, because we want to actually sort of do, do a little bit of advising, a bit, a bit of coaching in, in inside of this. If, if, you, if you've seen the title and, and it says managing your personal cash flow, then that's kind of what we're, what we're going to talk about today. But on the, on the way into this, probably good to talk about why people struggle with that. And, and, and even like what, what the bloody hell is it? Because some business owners are going to be really clear about what a cash flow is. Other people, oh, <laughs> Raymond's pulling a face. Some <laughs> business owners have no idea what a cash flow is. Uh, so we're going to talk about what a cash flow is and then, and then, and then, okay, then we'll ask why do people not know about it? So, what is a cash flow, please, uh, please, Raymond? Well, it is fundamentally a really simple way of tracking and controlling your cash, your money, so that you can actually see where you are today and record where you're going to, what you're going to spend moving forward. So you can actually track what cash you're going to have at any point in time. It is as simple as, an, well, I say simple, it is in the main, typically an, a simple Excel spreadsheet that enables you to record everything you spend. In fact, I'm going to bring up, I've got a Team Super Dad template. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Team Super Dad template. Well, it's uh, just, just. I think it's important to keep it. I think it is important when some of the things about to say about a cash flow is it needs to work for the person who's using it. I think too often we get saying, here's a template, you must use it like this. It's a bit like um, Lego. The first time you get anything like a cash flow, use it the way that it's intended and then and then work out what works for you and how you want to manage how you think. A lot you talk earlier about relationships and a lot of it, a lot about cash is actually mental and emotional. It's money is money has is mainly emotional and mental as much as it is about the numbers. Yeah. And that comes from attitudes we adopt in our childhood. We pick them up of our family. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and maybe I think the easiest way to do some of this conversation is actually to make it quite, is to make it personal. So when I was the, I was the, I was the kind of teenager who, when all his friends were buying chips and, and everything else in outside the fish and chip shop, wasn't the one who was able to afford to buy fish and chips. Right. So my 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 background with money is not very much always not having having just enough or maybe not enough um, but never having more than enough yeah so all the way and those attitudes and beliefs about money do come come with you into your um and i certainly did for me come into my adult life with me and it's then how they impact on my views of money as i've as i've grown up and the impact that's had on as you can imagine, being a finance director and actually on my own personal finances. Yeah, because people, people, you know, particularly in in coaching circles and stuff, and 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 personal development, and you know, we talk quite a lot about manifesting and law of attraction and things like that. Which I'm always conscious to tell people that's not some weird woo woo thing. It can be if you want to go on that side of it, but actually on the other end of it, it's practical, thought based, goal setting, you know, and really starting to create. Um, 
people, connections, activities around you, right? Yeah. So, but uh, a mindset of abundance versus a mindset of, of scarcity can really impact people's outlook. So what, what are some of the things that could, could be a telltale sign of someone who's a bit, a bit stuck in scarcity or has got a glass ceiling on their finances? Well, the main ones which I typically notice is when it actually comes to um, the way you spend your money. Right. And the decisions that you make around how you spend your money. So, for example, um, if you have a scarcity mindset and you've got um, £10,000 in the bank, yeah. how do you feel about the fact that, well, actually, I don't want it to be, I don't want it to be less than £10,000. And the way I always talk to um, business owners or even when, even when I was in the industry talking to partners, it was, is that fear-based or is it values-based? As in, do I want to have enough money in the bank that means I can cover all my expenses for X number of months without having to worry? Like an emergency fund or a backup like fund? an emergency but- fund, yeah. yep. And that's values-based. Or is it I had a bad experience in the past and therefore what I'm scared of is that I won't have, I won't be able to replace the money that I lose. And you, and the only, and the way you, so when it comes to actually making decisions about money, it's, it's kind of the question that you ask as much as about what you ask yourself, as much as what you ask it. Am I looking at this and saying, I don't want to spend this because I'm worried I won't get it back? Or actually, I'd rather have the three months worth of uh, this, the emergency fund. And that therefore becomes how I value based, value based, what, how much cash I need at any point in time. And might someone who was thinking about it as an emergency fund be quite satisfied that it's there and happily build on top of it? But someone who was scared and scarcity would kind of hold it tight and, and almost not go out and add to it. It would Yes, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Okay. And I think that's and I think and that's a real man thing as well. It's a real man thing as well. It really is. We there my experience has been that um the fear of losing what we have can be even more powerful than building on it and building and actually adding value to it. Right. Because they wouldn't invest a grand, let's say it was just a business and they're going to put some LinkedIn ads up and they wouldn't invest a grand in that. Or I guess coaching, investing yes. in some additional knowledge and a community taking part in a mastermind. So put, you know, investing some money to put yourself in an environment to succeed as opposed to, okay, I'm not going to risk it. I'm going to stay here, but then you don't grow. And then you, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy where rather than expanding and moving forward, you sort of contract and slide back. Yes. Yes. That is that is exactly what it's like. Wow. And and what a cash flow should do is it really good cash flows will give you enough sight moving forward so you can actually with confidence know that based on what how your cash at the end of the whole it's cash flows yeah it's how your cash how your money flows let's bring up a little picture here because the important distinction is because people might have been given an income and expenditure from their bank oh yes (laughs) and the income and expenditure is just tracking like what's happened this month literally it's check on what's happened this month it's, it's semantics, really, but there is a distinction in cash flow. You actually projecting and looking forward. So let's yep. bring up the screen here. I'm going to share a little. People won't be able to see, and this is not personal data, by the way. This is just a template for for, for Team Superdad. Um, 
But on here is the summary, and you can see along the top, it runs all the way along into March. Yeah. And then on this tab, I've got income. Yeah. So different businesses, um, and that'll toss up your monthly income. If it was a yep. family, it could be your wife's income, your income, um, yep. and then payment details. Up here uh, on this template, I've got some outgoings, which are about managing debt, building an emergency fund and investments. Yes. And underneath it's broken down into home expenses, supermarket and living car, social life and holidays, all of which provides a total. So you've got a total on the income and a total on the payments. And that goes back into the summary and updates yes. here. So as you can see along the bottom closing cash flow at the moment, because there's only this 700 pounds coming in each month, it's just going up. But if there was stuff coming in and out, that would be going up and down. and with some level of accuracy, you could see how much money you're going to have in, in March through the actions that you're taking. Through, through the actions that you're taking. And that is the key. It's about, it's about the decisions that the cash flow is ultimately a decision that is the outcome of the decisions that you make. So it's not, it's like, it's really, it's good is what it is but ultimately it comes down to what you decide to do so the way you've shown that in terms of how it's broken down the first rule of good cash management is where your money goes okay let's bring that back out the show yeah document exactly where be really clear about where every penny of your money goes and that's because, payment details so that's where money is going out yeah yeah, the money going out. Yeah, before before you even think about the money that you've got coming in, ensure that the that you are really clear on where your money is going. And to then, what I what I encourage people to do is then go through that and identify what value they get for that money that they spend. Now, value has multiple ways of looking at it. Multiple right, paying your mortgage is one thing um for example paying for a netflix subscription you might go well i don't know but if your children are watching that netflix on a consistent basis and you are getting good family value from that money look yeah. at it through the lens of what that what do we get in the what is the return for the money that we spend if we're not getting the return or it's not the return that we need stop it that then gives you good foundations as to where you actually are what you can then do is then bring in the income that you're receiving the cash inflows that are coming in and you can because you'll be able to prioritize if you've got let's say you've got five thousand coming in and six thousand going out once you've got yourself into a place where you know where you've basically taken the wheat from the chaff on the on your expenses you can then prioritize what you're spending because you know the return you're going to get on that on that money you're spending and i think too often we we don't start with the basics it's almost most you talk about business owners and cash flow and the reason why i laugh is so many business owners manage their businesses to the money in the bank so i've have i got enough money to pay my salaries this month they don't necessarily project it forward they just look at the where am i today and a lot of and that's the same with household planning yeah a lot of it is have i got the money in the bank today to be able to pay all the bills that I need rather than taking a short, even just a short view forwards, just to see how it is actually going to play out. Yeah. Well, with the, with the, with this cash flow, cause I've, I've got 
my own ones is, is full up rather than that being empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can start to see how things, um, how things tot up, how things in, increase over time. And in, in particular, if you're going to put Christmas in there and it's suddenly your yeah. monthly expenditure is not two grand, it's suddenly three grand. You're like, Oh, okay. So I, so I would, if it wasn't for Christmas, I would have enough money in March, but as things stand because of Christmas, I'm not going to have enough money in March. Okay. Something's got to go. Yes. In October so that I'm going to be okay in March and that cash flow will see, you'll be able to see, ah, I've, I've took out Netflix and we're now okay. Uh, do you ever watch that? I don't, it's not great TV, but it is occasionally enjoyable. The one where they go into people's houses and change what they eat. Uh, yes, yes, I have. Well, I know, I know the program that you mean. So, yes, well, it's like change, change what it's called, change what you eat, or something like that. But the other week, the couple were in the supermarket, and it was classic. She hated cooking, and so, and so, and so had basically given up. He did the cooking, but didn't really enjoy it. So they were always eating the same thing. Um, so there was a degree of unhappiness and unhealthiness around what they were eating. Yeah. But uh, worse than that, she was buying lunch at Prep, a manger and a coffee, and he was doing the same. So he said to them, so average family spend per week is £130. You're spending £165. He said, and that, so they both like, oh, cool, not too bad. He said, yeah. But then we put on all the other stuff you eat and buy on the, on the fly, and you're spending £340 a week on food. Wow. And they both... And this is the interesting thing. This is why this point is relevant to this conversation. Neither of them had any idea. Yeah. Because we don't. We pay our credit cards every month. We 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 use our debit cards. It's easy. It's cool. We don't take the time to actually sit back and look at what we actually spend. How many of us actually reconcile our bank accounts anymore? Or do we just go, well, I've got that much in the bank. We don't look back at what we've spent. Yeah. Well, a lot of companies will, will rely on people not doing that. I'm sure, you know, like, like a couple of weeks ago, I got a parking ticket. It's actually in the bin now because I, it's quite funny. I appealed it because it was outside my house and it's like, I've got a permit, right? So I appealed it, but then I freaked out that they were going to cause such a fuss. It was going to take ages and I was going to go over the date. and It's going to be another double price. So I just paid it. I was like, oh, fine, pay and then, uh, and then the appeal came back and said, "Oh, we we agree," and, and so you don't have to pay it. And I said, "Oh, I've paid it," but it wasn't until I looked at my bank statement a month later that I'd realised they hadn't refunded it. Then I contacted them, and then this week I got the email back saying they'd refunded it. So it was twenty five quid or whatever. But that again is another level of just paying attention um, and being really clear about where money is going. My uh, kids if your kids ever bought something on, on their Xbox, this is so funny. This happened to me a couple of Christmases ago. So uh, my boy got a Google play voucher from yeah. grandma for 25 quid. He then went on and built himself a team on his tablet on dream, on dream team, 125 pound on players. And he, oh, he, bless him. He was like seven. He goes, I just didn't think it had run out. He goes, I just thought it was like, <laughs> I thought it was magic. I thought it was never ending. <laughs> yep. Your dream team team <laughs> almost as much as your tablet. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. 
the funny thing is I give him a pound a goal if he scores a goal in his football. Yeah. So he scored 75 goals that season. So he was, he wow. Was even cool. So what about, uh, why do people have reservations about cash flow? Like I've struggled with this, right? I'm only just doing this in the last six months. It's part of my team, super dad journey. It's part of the, you know, conversations with you, conversations with the tears of freedom, other, other coaches. So I'm like, okay, shit. If like you look at success, models of success, people are being successful and they say, oh yeah, well, we talk, we manage our money, we keep fit. Like, okay, I get up early, I have a morning routine. I, yeah. like, all the things that most of us struggle with. Why do people get so angsty uh, about managing their finances and doing something as simple as a cash flow? You said something at the beginning about relationships, yeah? Yeah. And an expression I use when I'm coaching is relationships go the way money flows. Oh, so a twist on the where energy goes. No, where energy goes. Oh, where attention goes, energy flows. That's the twist on that. Yeah. One. Yes, and I think I think that my my experience around money has been when it's we don't want. Sometimes we don't want to know. Right, and you say where relationships go, money flows. Relationships go the way money flows. Yeah, right. think- relationships go the way money flows. Okay, cool. So if your money's running down the drain guess what? Your relationship's going to follow it pretty soon after. Because how many of us don't talk about the fact that when we've got, when we're challenged financially and I mean, talk, talk amongst ourselves, forget about how, whether we talk to our partners or not, right? Just talking amongst ourselves. We don't, we don't do that, but also our relationship with ourselves, with money, the moment we see that money, that it's not working, right? We, so it's so there is a, do we view money as success? Yeah. Many of us do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So not seeing the right amount of financial return is deemed to be is and it's not it's not success, it is deemed to be failure. So our relationship with ourselves when we look at funds, so in some ways it's easier not to think about it than actually shine a light on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when actually what you want to do is shine a light and then get the assistance you need with the challenge with with the position wherever you are and actually we might actually be in a good position and it's and we just, but it's actually sometimes just easier not to know well i think people that are cash rich probably struggle with that where they've their business is going well and they've got a load of money flowing in but they just don't know where they spend it no no i think that there's a real in it so you're talking about energy and there's a real, I think there's certain, there's a couple of principles which I think re, 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 sort of stay the same, irrespective of the amount of money you have. I think it's just, they just change, changes the baseline. And um, something I talked about with a, another, uh, another coach who I work with is about standards and extras. Mm-hmm. So actually, the more money you have, maybe just the standard amount of money you spend on a monthly basis changes. Now, if you are able to meet your standard expenditure every month, it kind of is kind of like a very neutral, emotionally quite neutral. Yeah, I did what I'm supposed to do this month, big tick, right? Yeah. If you actually add more in than what you were expected to, so the standard bills was 5000 and I managed to bring in 6000 you feel pretty good about it, yeah? Yeah. But when you're not able to meet the standards the baseline when you're not able to beat the baseline what happens to the energy level how do you feel you actually take 
you regress, right? Mentally and emotionally and energetically, you take a step backwards. Yes. Yeah, I can see that. That's, is that going back to our fight or flight type primeval type type stuff? Yeah. Yeah. It's not going well. I can't take any risks. I've got a hunker down. This is bad. This is no good. Woe is me. And 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 we've been and I bet in many ways experienced quite a lot of that over, over in this current period, haven't we? Whereas you actually say actually it's about not. I always say to uh, well not just business owners, but the owners themselves yeah. around their personal money is not don't spend anything. It's take a view of what you've got and spend it and invest it appropriately. So you might only have a fiver or you might have £5,000. It's not the amount of money that's that's relevant. It's how you spend it, where you spend it, what, re- what return are you looking for from the money? And that's where the cash flow is helpful in the sense that if you only have an amount of money, how do you deploy that to give you your best return? And that then comes back to what are my core standard expenditures that I need to meet on a monthly, daily, weekly basis first? And actually, that's confidence building on the basis that you're able to do. If you're like, oh, my God, I don't know. And you actually sit down and you can actually come to a conclusion where the amount of money you have does actually meet your standards. At least that's that's a fairly neutral position to be. It's okay. Yeah. But it takes a lot of courage to actually look at something and actually break it down, knowing, as we do, that... um, some of the things we are spending are nice to haves rather than need to haves. Some of the things we are spending are nice to haves rather than need to haves, which is what like the coffees, like the Starbucks coffees. Like the, that's the example I was going to use. You go into Starbucks and it's like, well, this is my third Starbucks of the day. And that's just because it's easy to pick it up on the station on the way home. <laughs> four quid a go. <laughs> four quid a, at four quid a go. <laughs> Your example of the, um, what, the, the family, the husband and wife who were spending on food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In your mind, you're, going, you're watching it, you're going, you, how do two people spend more in, in Starbucks and, and sandwich shops than they spend in, in the supermarket? And then you realise, actually, that's not that many. If the Blooming Coffee's four quid, like, like, like the Grande with the cream and the sprinkles and all that sort of stuff, if it's four quid a go, you've done 10 in a week, which is only two a day one in the morning, one in the evening. I mean, plus the cake or whatever that came with it. Then you bought a sandwich at lunch and you didn't go to Boots and get a meal deal or something. You just went to Pret and bought the salad and the soup and the yeah. boom, 12 quid. But it's a bit like one of the things that you were, one of your other videos I was watching the other day, which is around like um, cooking. Yeah. It's a mindset thing. Yeah. It's easy to, it's easy to go and buy a ready-made meal but actually, you want to change the habits, and by changing and by changing the habits, one, it's healthier. One, it's more financially um, beneficial. Secondly, if you're cooking for your kids, it's amazing, right? And that's the same thing with: Do I get up in the morning and make a sandwich of something I would enjoy and buy it from the supermarket? Buy the stuff from the supermarket and probably cost me about thirty p a, a sandwich, given that you can. I mean, you can make with a loaf of bread and yeah, yeah. contents. Or do I go and spend six or seven quid in prep? Just get in and because because you're in working and then when you're working, the urgency to get eating or or if you're busy and it's it's a mindset thing of how do I set myself up to be successful with my money? Yeah. And we're talking about little things here, right? So someone's going, mm-hmm. Oh, that's not me. It could be just the same if they've gone out and 
updated their mobile phone to the latest one and it's cost them 600 quid or they've been and updated their car and it's cost them what 60 grand or something like it's the, the higher the income the bigger the price tag but the same problem the same challenge the same risk i guess exists yes and that's one that you talk about so it's also then about how you teach your children yeah, the same because they watch us and yeah. how we spend money. And that's how. So, for example, <laughs> um, what we do with our children is if, if they've got birthday money or whatever, they literally write it down. It's in an envelope. Every time they spend something, they write it down what they spent on it, why they spent it until you get to the end of it. And when they go, oh, well, I want to spend something for 20. Pe- well, you've only got a fiver. Well, no, no, no. You had the choice every way through spending your birthday money. You have made the choice on what you wanted to spend it on. Yeah. Yeah. Put some of it away and you can have the rest of it for the for disposable income for you. Right. Uh, well, I've spent it all. Well, I've got, I've got one son who's um, <laughs> if I've got a fiver, I'd like to spend 20 and I've got one son who's like, I've got 20 quid. I'm not spending any of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my! Well, especially if they got an Xbox or something like that. It, yes. Well, they they blast it on the on the points. Oh, my, <laughs> my rooster um, link because I got the letter here. But we, my kids have got rooster accounts. Which, having done the research, I like rooster. They're a lot cheaper than Go Henry, and um, okay. And I love the the app and how easy it is to manage everything. And the kids the kids can do it as well. And so there on their on their rooster account, they can keep track of what money has been spent yeah, on it's a retailer or, a, or an online thing it says. But if I've, if they're out with me and they've asked for uh, a picture in the range, I can pay it off their rooster. And then I, and I say, what, why did you debit this? It was for that bloody great big poster. This yeah. And that's great. And that is, and that's when you go back to what you were saying at the beginning, it does come back to our initial experiences with money. It, everything it does come back to what how we as children were exposed to money or not and how when we were in that period and during that period of our life how how we felt about the money that we had or not and how we bring brought those emotions and experiences into our adult life yeah and tricky it getting increasingly tricky because we're not playing with cash anymore so kids are not going to feel, feel their money um yeah. But I do like the idea that, you know, write it down in a book because any, any time you take a pen out and you actually do something, you, you, there's a different connection in your brain with writing something down and going back to that book and being able to see it. I quite like the idea of that to be able to see it at the end of the year. I bet some couples are listening to this and going, <laughs> I want you to do that. Right. <laughs> and, and well, what about his, okay. So, so, okay, great. So we've, we've talked about cash flow. Um, if people want the cash flow template that I've got, you can simply uh, comment um, template in the, in the video here. If you're watching this on the replay, uh, then great. I'll definitely pay attention to that. If you're watching this or listening to this in a few months time, uh, feel free to come over to the team super dad page or, or the group and just message, message me directly. So you make sure that we actually, actually saw that um, inside of the hero Academy. We've got a whole module on cash flow managing it setting it up some 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 skills and, and and tricks on on spotting where the holes are and the opportunities in there so hero academy you can check that out at teamsuperdad.com let's move on now to like managing our money so that it so that we so that we have 
more of it. So we, we've talked about like observing where we're wasting our money. But what about financial goals and how important they are? Because I'm well aware in my own situation, not in a relationship at the moment, but thinking of myself in the in the family, I guess now we want a bigger house. We want to go on a holiday. We want to make sure we've got money money for, for, for Christmas. How does someone who's not financially, you know, like how, how does someone plan for that if they're not that confident about finances? Well, where does it start? I guess I'm asking you. Say again? I guess where does it start? Where does where does planning our financial future start? Like, well, it starts without the finances, which is you first and foremost identify what it actually is that you want to do. So, but it's, so for you, when you've just said about one, yeah, want a bigger house, that's the primary driver, right? And it's important then what you then do is you bring the finances to the goal that you want to achieve because having a new house can look multiple different ways can't you you can have a mansion you can have a three four bedroom house a three bedroom house whatever whatever it is yeah. that you want it's generally an upgrade isn't it? you know it's generally yeah. an upgrade of where we're at right yeah and then when you establish what the gap is in the finances between what you actually need and what you actually have then you can plan I think too often we get caught up in the, oh, it's going to cost half a million pounds or it's going to cost hundred thousand pounds or whatever it is. It's no, first of all, what is it? What is the objective and why? And then bring the financial planning to a, to an object, to achieve an objective. And then what you do is it's baby steps. Yeah. Okay. Just hold, hold that thought a second. I want to show I made this post the other day. Let's see if I can find it. I've got it. That wasn't good TV, was it? Or podcast, but uh, we have to leave out the pause. So I, I made a post the other day. I got lots of empowerment things around the house, right? So yeah. this is my what's at stake. I need, I need a bigger house, right? Uh, so what's at stake is a bedroom for Rosie, a bigger garden for Jago, me finding love and having more fun with our cousins. That's what's at stake for me in terms of increasing the income, making at the Hero Academy, the success that, 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 that I know it's going to be. Um, so they're the, th- the things that are at stake. That can be part of my motivation. But having, oh, the, the house is going to be 400 grand or something, that could be so daunting that people just get stopped in their tracks. But, but, but you're saying the way to bridge that gap is to start with baby steps. Yeah, you, you break it down into sim- into sensible milestones based on where you are. So. If you know, let's say you earn, you need to have a disposable income of £3,000 a month and you've only got £2,500 a month to be able to get a mortgage, the best way to do this is to actually, first and foremost, um, set the first step as in actually get as actually to work how you get to the £3,000 a month that you need, which is I've reduced, I've looked at my expenditure. I've looked at why I've cut out what I don't need to do. I've then reduced the gap from 500 pounds down to 300 pounds. Um, to get from five, the extra 500 pounds, what do I need to do? I need to, I need to do a review of what I spend. Have I done that? Yes. Tick. What have I taken out that I don't need to spend? I've done that tick. How much has that saved me that I wasn't that I, to bridge that five hundred pound gap? It saved one hundred and fifty pound. Great. So therefore, the gap is three hundred and fifty pounds. What can I do to bring more money in to get 
to bridge out that £350 down to maybe £200. So actually the gap you have is actually £200, not £500. Yeah. And actually from a from a, an emotional perspective, you actually feel like you're making progress. Yes. Yeah. steps forwards. Well, then the human brain is a beautiful machine that when you give it a problem to solve, it's more inclined to come up with a, with a solution. Yeah. So worrying about I haven't got enough money is quite a negative sort of based on worry. Like I'm never going to afford that. It's 500 grand. How am I going to get a mortgage? It's impossible. No. So the baby step is cash flow is in there. So we now got an idea of what we're spending. And now we've brought it down to there's a 200 pound gap. So the question we start asking ourselves is now, where do I find 200 pounds from? How can yes. I become 200 pounds worth of more value to the, to the world per week, per month, whatever it might be. And, and you're right, the brain, you give the brain the problem you want it to solve, because ultimately, that's what the brain will solve. And I think that's a far more positive way of dealing of looking at it and, and approaching it, rather than, well, that's a really big gap. And I don't know how I'm going to bridge it. We, it's very rare that you eat an elephant in one mouthful, is it? You eat it one little, one little bit at a time, and you plan to that place. I'm a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> an elephant's testicle now that's another <laughs> <one>. <laughs> you set, you've got to make sure that you set the benchmarks along the way sensibly so that you actually don't there's one thing to stretch yourself it's another thing to set yourself something that's completely unattainable and i think we try to do too we almost try to do superman looking at the picture they had in the back yeah. like bound these tall buildings in one leap it doesn't work like that you do it very small very slowly one step at a time and set yourself a sensible time frame but you work towards it positively rather than oh well i can't do it yeah yeah and what about people who have who are who are carrying debt at the you know at, at part of this process a couple of credit cards or something um money's going out to those um to those debts what 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 are your what are your thoughts on on people who've got that sort of what do they call it consumer debt that's 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 hanging around them should they be attacking that first if if that's costing you more than what's coming in yes because actually it's saving you money so actually to pay off your credit if your credit cards are on high interest you you consolidate them as much as you can into one interest rate at a low rate, and then what you do if you if you're spending if five hundred if hundreds of pounds are going out on interest that is unnecessary, that's why good financial planning is built on where your money goes first. Right. Yeah. So you reduce the amount that's outflowing because it's like a leaky boat, isn't it? If you don't plug the leaky boat, it doesn't matter how much you put in it; it still leaks. So you've got to plug the leaks first. You've got to stop going out things the money going out that you don't need it to go out so consolidate as much as you can and get it to as low a number as you possibly can because i consolidated my credit cards and and when when the first one came through it wasn't enough to put the 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 thing online said it was right then when it came through it was like two grand short so then i put all so i put the 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 amount on on there and then had to go and get another one to put the final two grand on so now i've got two which but is, is not your interest way. rate. Is it a better? Is it is it cheaper than what you were paying previously? Yes, it was. Although it's run out now, so so now I need to get another uh, reduced rate type holiday type situation. Yeah. And one thing I would say is that 
and we're talking maybe in about more about partnerships here rather than is especially if one of you is good with money and the other one isn't let the one who is good with money do it and look after it yeah play to strengths yeah because i think sometimes and i i've seen plenty of times where business owners with their partners have, have gone well i'm the one who looks after the money and i'm looking at their partner going but they're the one who's actually got the more the, the financial now set of the pair of you why are you doing it, it doesn't make any sense let the person who's got the confidence and the ability and the skills to look after the money, look after the money. Yeah. So it really is teamwork. In, in yes, absolutely. And yes, absolutely. And I say that to business owners in uh, to business owners about their businesses. If you don't look after the money at home, whatever you do, don't look after the money in your business because those same challenges you have about looking after money at home. Yeah. Manifest themselves in, in, in your business and all the behaviors that happen in business come from your personal life. Yeah. And I can see in business, I know this from my brother, very successful business, like 15 years old now. He, he looked after the finance side of it. And, uh, and then then one day he got a, a, an interim FD in to do Mm -hmm. stuff to support him. And (laughs) within a week he goes, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I can see. The, the basically the business had outgrown his his capabilities, and yeah. it was only when this guy came in and did did the, the first week, he was like, "Wow, okay." So it was it was again about realizing that, that the time had come to evolve, and 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 in doing so, grew the business exponentially. Um, and so holding on to something that you've historically been good at, be prepared at some point to realize that someone else can do a better job and that could be at home couldn't it yes I run my business successfully um and actually my wife can probably handle this better at home than than, than i could yeah and then the bit about teamwork is really is really key it's really key and but then that comes back to the relationship bit that if it's not great and it's challenging as painful as it is it is better to be on the same page because ultimately if you're on the same page, you can actually move forward. You can actually move forwards together. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I've got a question here, which we're going to bring in. Let me just make sure it's not full of swear words and stuff as has been the case. Um, okay. Right. So someone says, by the way, if anyone's watching and if you're listening on the podcast, then you can participate simply by catching the team super dad lives. And um, if you go to streamyard.com forward slash Facebook, it will pull your name through. So this person says, isn't there a risk of cutting out everyday luxuries that make us feel uninspired? Some cutting is probably important, but what if we can't cut? Are there other clever ways we can use our money smarter? E.g. school fees. We pay tax on the money and the business pay tax on the money. Consolidation you mentioned is kind of what I'm asking about here. How can we be more clever with what we have? Yeah, so if you're able to pick the question out of there, Raymond. Well, I was gonna I was gonna say one of the things which a really good accountant should really do more of is actually yeah. when you bring your personal and business finances together, what that does is that it does enable you to look at your money in its totality and work out what is the best way to do things. Yeah. Right. And be, and be tax efficient with it. And actually, because I think what, because otherwise what you end up, if you look at them as two separate, uh, two separate um, buckets, you end up effectively overpaying on one area. 
so what you put you can what you can put through your business that you didn't think didn't know you can and actually yeah, say, let's explain that for people who haven't got a business basically that that someone who's running a business you you could pay you could get the the business could receive money and you pay tax on that money and then yeah. if you pay yourself a salary that you then get taxed on you've basically been taxed twice on that same yeah. piece of, on that same piece of money so it's not avoiding tax it's just no. being conscious of have i already paid tax on this money and so in, and then do in, in order for me to be able to spend it how can i spend it without paying tax for the second time in the most tax efficient way yes yeah, yeah, yeah. yes um and some of your expenses like a mobile phone could be something could be something yes. like that um, yeah. plenty of ways which you can look at what you actually have going through your house especially if you work from home Especially if you work from home, there are ways to attribute certain household expenses to um, to the business, to the business. And going back to the point of cutting out luxuries, just on the other piece. That's why I say when you look at what you spend, be clear about the value that you receive from it, because it's luxuries that you want to cut out as in where you where they are kind of nice to haves where they give you a, a kind of an adrenaline boost rather than add value to what with to what you're doing so yeah. there's nothing wrong with spending there's nothing wrong with going to the cinema right yeah because the value you hold to that is that's time for us as a family to spend time together and yeah. actually it's in the, as an investment and think about your five Fs. I think that's perfect. If you if it fits within the five Fs, why would you not spend it? Do it the most efficient, effective way you can. But they're the guiding principle. Find Go on, on, get a five three for five price on Groupon, or, 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 yeah. or get, get get clever in that respect. And you also said about rewarding yourself. So if you're if you're casually just eating out five times a month because you can't be asked to cook then yes. shift the perspective to we're going to save 200 quid and then reward ourselves with a 50 pound dinner. So yeah, we haven't saved 250 quid, but we have saved 200 quid and we really enjoyed that dinner out where we celebrated the fact and, and, uh, and laughed and giggled together. And, and then, and then you say, and actually the learning to cook and actually in the different engagement that brings as well. So you not only do you save the money, you actually enhance your lifestyle by doing by, but it's principle based. And that's why I always say about money, money comes to you in a principled way. So don't get, don't only get hooked, don't get too hooked up on, oh, well, the number says it's the decision making, the way you bring things together that has driven that financial outcome. Yeah. Yeah. If you overspend and you go into debt, significantly into debt, it's the behaviors that have driven you there. The fact that you have overspent is on the back of some things that you have decided to do. And if you, and it's tapping into where did it go? Why did it go there? What value did I see? Did I really get that value that actually will drive the cash that uh, the cash, the actual way your cash flows? Yeah. And I know uh, just, and the risk of kind of covering points we've already covered. I know from tracking what I eat that the very fact that each day I'm aware of the fact that that was a day when I ate 2000 calories, or that was a day when I ate two to three and a half thousand calories. I can see like, Oh, okay. Wow. That was, that was a good, that was the, that was on, that was the on target day. And that was the off target day. 
And that's why the expression where, where attention goes, energy flows, um, actually, actually can work because you suddenly start to become conscious of things and start to find different pleasures, creating a pleasure out of not being going into our overdraft this month versus the pleasure of going out and uh, out and having, having dinner. And that's what you say about overdrafts. Yeah. If you're in an overdraft, don't try to, it'll depend on the size of the vein, don't try to come out of the overdraft all in one go, come out of its steps. Because one of the things I think a lot of people forget, and I know business owners forget this, and it's a real problem, it can be a real challenge with partners, is they go from, well, I've, I'm going to take home three grand this month, and then I'm going to take five next month, and they go back to four, and then they go to three, and then the next thing you know, it's up to six, and then it's down to three again, and then it's down to two. Whereas when you're talking to your partner, what they're looking for is it's three consistently, three and a half consistently, four consistently, four and a half consistently, because you can manage knowing that over a period of time, it's going to be the same amount. We can adjust to that. But when it's doing that, it's it emotionally, that's what you do with what well, you try to be like this with it, but you go like this with it. And that's why with overdraft, exactly the same thing. So you're saying about credit cards, almost slice and dice yeah if you can clear it off great but if you can't keep taking a small chunk out of it consistently because your confidence comes from i am improving the situation where i am yeah yeah very much in this whole conversation it's 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 easy to get um blinded by this is basic stuff I already know this. It's not going to help, but it is. It is about taking those baby steps and about controlling the different areas of of, of our of our life effectively. Managing the basics. I talk to so many different coaches and experts and people that have been successful, and and they do these li- little things consistently over time, and that's where the results come from. Yes. And at the end of that person's question, they ask, "How, how can we be cleverer with what we have?" Um we're kind of answering it in, in these different ways. And just to touch back on that point, importantly, their accountants should be able to help them work that out basically in terms of how can we be, we, we, we be cleverer. If it's personal income and personal finance and you're not a business owner and it's about managing that income at home and possibly looking to grow your income in different ways. And if it's about being a business owner, then it's being really clear with a good accountant that you're being tax efficient. Yes, and to be really clear with the accountant what it is you're trying to achieve because accountants typically look at it as, well, you've got to file your taxes. Now, actually, you want to be clear, this is what I'm trying to achieve. Help me. Yeah, because if you want to get a mortgage, you might want to show a high uh, income if you've already got a mortgage and you're now looking to um, put more money aside to invest, then perhaps you want to take a, a lower income but take money from the business in other ways that you can invest it maybe in property or, or yes or into someone else's business or into a new venture or something like that. Yeah. And what you say about the family piece in terms of personal piece about Groupon and things like that is it's about don't know what you want to do and do it the, and look to find the most financially efficient way to do it. Well, don't, 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 dis, don't cut, cut back on what it is you're trying to do in that context. Yeah. Yeah. Little versus Sainsbury's. How about yeah, that? Versus perfect example. Yeah. That is a lot of money saved. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, things you go to the big, you know, to Tesco's or Sainsbury's for because, you know, whether it's a branded item or whether yeah. it's whatever it is, but, but when you're buying meat and 
milk and butter and <laughs> one's twice the price of the other that is uh that that's that's a quick way to to transform your finances blimey yes it is and it, it just it's the discipline that that's the bit so when you talk about focus it's the discipline yeah it's having the mindset that says that's what but the outcome is if i save 50 pounds or 100 pounds a, a month on my shopping what do i do in return to say that was really good and i think we and it's not and i think sometimes we think it's it's big goals it's not it's little things it's the little goals that it's those little goals on a regular basis that make the difference because it's the little goals on a regular basis that hit the big numbers hit the yep. big goals yep totally well, Roman, this has been awesome. As, uh, like I said, to anybody who's managed to uh, listen to this part of it, thank you so much. The juicy bits are at, at the end. If you comment um, uh, template or cash flow, I'll, I'll send you the team super dad one. You can search on Google as well. Just you know, and there'll there'll be PDFs. Or if you search, what's what's, what's the what's the end? What's the Excel dot XS XLS? Yeah, dot XLS. Yeah. So if you search Google for cashflow.xlx you'll find that uh, it will come up with one um we've had the guy who asked the comments came back said brilliant and thank you and that is okay that is good um but yeah we can get you our template over or you can use our template the hero academy is launching in january and there's a whole area on on managing your finances getting out of debt and then making more money increasing your income um raymond and i are talking about that together so you'll likely see raymond in there and Raymond, if people have enjoyed the idea of, of of some of the stuff you do and want to work with you, where where can they find you? Um, they can probably best is maybe my, via my email. It's uh, Raymond Holt Agnentis A G N E N T I S dot com. In the comments for us. Um, and, and you're on LinkedIn as well. Say again. You're on LinkedIn, of course. Yes, I am on LinkedIn. Yes, I am on LinkedIn, and I am more than happy to have a conversation with uh, with any with anyone in Superdad around in any way that just naturally, any way that any 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 questions they have, anything, and just ask. It's absolutely fine. Absolutely brilliant. What perhaps what we should do is um, on one of the upcoming dad calls, we'll do a finance special. And then, because uh, the dad call is, it's not recorded, it's not streamed, it's a completely okay. like, it's a it's a closed room basically. Yep. Um, so we'll have a Q and A in there on 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 finances or any of these elements, and uh, and p- members of the team, Super Dad community, can can come and get on board. There's Raymond's uh, email address. If you're if you're watching, you'll see that in the comments below. If you're listening on the podcast, then it's Raymond.holt at Agnentis, A-G-N-E-N-T-I-S dot com. Or search up Raymond Holt on LinkedIn. Yes, you'll see me there. <laughs> awesome. Raymond, such a lovely uh, phone call. Um, I, I wish really you. Who's, you Who's turned up? Uh, my wife has just come back from shopping. <laughs> <laughs> you better get the receipt out. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, not supposed to be home yet. <laughs> <laughs> to get that receipt out make sure we didn't <laughs> we were on budget if, if, my, if my youngest son was been here he'd go do we need that do we need that it's like okay 
<laughs> Brilliant. Right, Raymond, I'll see you on the other side of me saying goodbye. Team Superdad members, family, friends all around the world, we'll see you on the next live stream. Remember to come and subscribe to the Team Superdad podcast. If you go to teamsuperdad.com forward slash start hyphen here or forward slash podcast, you'll be straight into to, to uh, subscribing to the podcast. I look forward to having you on the next episode. Team Superdad out. This has been Team Super Dad. Find us at teamsuperdad.com. 